670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, hitting the ground, running this morning. He is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And on the phone with us, live from Washington, D.C., getting an early start to uh, his day today. Also, it is Congressman Russ Fulcher. Welcome, Congressman. Thanks for taking a little time with us this morning. I know you've had a busy week so far. Hey, my pleasure. And uh, it's nice and wet, about 40 degrees in Washington, D.C., so the swamp is holding (laughs) true to its name. It's good and wet. Uh, Congressman, it's been uh, since last year that we've had a chance to uh, talk to you uh, about anything going on. And I know, you, you know, vacations and whatnot, you go on break for the uh, holidays. Uh, but you're, you're back in, in session. And what are some of the uh, things that maybe we have missed and haven't had a chance to talk to you about here over the last few weeks? Well, I, I don't know if you've missed them or not, but I can tell you what is getting the airplay within uh, the members of Congress and, and the, the core that's here. And that's, that's two things, basically. That's a, a potential, what appears to be an imminent move by Russia on Ukraine, which has significant ramifications to us, well, all over the world, actually. And then also this uh, ongoing effort to put our elections under the auspices of the federal government, which is equally disturbing. And so those are the two big items that are at least getting the time for the debate here. Well, let's uh, begin things in with talking about federalizing the election. That's kind of in the news because the Senate in a vote last night um, basically had two votes that the Democrats wanted to pass, and both of them got voted down, and that's getting read to the filibuster, and then also voting on the what they call the voting rights bill. I, I don't. It's a voting bill. I don't know if it's necessarily a voting rights bill. Um, tell us what what is in that bill and what's being talked about in Congress. Well, one secret that I learned here, one trick that I learned here when I first started was if a bill gets a nickname and it has something to do with rights or liberties or or uh, freedoms or things like that, watch out because there's. There's usually something more to the story, and there certainly is with this. What this bill does is it it basically uh, loosens the uh, voting privileges so much that just about anybody can do it and uh, and do it multiple times. To to a large extent, voter ID is is uh, uh, restricted or not even allowed at all. The federal government controls things, not the states. So it's a one size fits all type of a deal. You do not need to be a citizen in order to vote. Um, there is financing that is granted to in, uh, to members of Congress and to people running for Congress instead of raising your own money. So it's taxpayer-funded uh, education. Uh, the list goes on and on. The, the mail-in ballots, the ballot harvesting, all of that is legal. Uh, open dates so that not just one date or the ballot date is when you have to have your vote in. There's a, a, a big swath available. This is designed to make it easier for the majority to stay in control. They, in my opinion, they know just like we do, like I do, that they are heavily likely to lose control in this upcoming election. And so they're trying to change the rules to give them the best possible chance of winning. Congressman, what is Idaho's Day of Tears? 
Uh, well, I, I, I think that is uh, uh, something that's been proposed to acknowledge the number of abortions that have taken place in Idaho. I, that said, I haven't stayed on top of the, the legislative things as much as, as I should have, but I think that's what that represents. And this is the life week here in Washington, D.C. So the pro-life, pro-life groups are here. Of course, you know that the Roe v. Wade decision is uh, actually under discussion right now at the Supreme Court. And so I believe that's what that, uh, that is to acknowledge. Going back to um, the voting rights bill being discussed, um, I, I mean, I, right now, you know, states control their own elections, and one of the complaints that Democrats are making is that, you know, the mail-in voting, they want to expand mail-in voting. Is there any state right now where mail-in voting is not allowed? Well, it depends on how you define it. If If you consider an absentee ballot, which is what Idaho has, mm-hmm. Uh, then I think most states do have that. But an absentee ballot, remember, you have to apply for it, and then you have to qualify. You have to uh, you have to provide proof of identification and so on. What the mail-in ballots that are allowed in this this uh, uh, federalization bill is uh, none of the above. They just airdrop millions of these ballots into uh, into mailboxes everywhere without validation that there's even people living there or they're citizens or anything and uh, and so you, your ballot's right there so you just mail it in without qualifying so it's two significantly different things and what they want to do with this bill is is uh, just mass ship ballots out not require the absentee qualification does it seem weird that for the last over a year that Democrats have claimed that this is the best run, most fair election we've ever had, and then a year later claiming, well, we need to change what happens in elections. You know, that came up yesterday in the president's so-called press conference, and a lot of us were astounded that he made that argument because uh, the, the the primary argument they're saying about this, trying to promote this bill, is that, oh, people are constrained and uh and there's, we've got to open things up to allow everyone to vote. Uh, and then, to your point, right out of his mouth yesterday was, uh, uh, you know, hey, I got more votes than anybody in history. And, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't line up. And it, it, I think it exposes the, the truth about what's really going on. This is an effort to try to change things and open them up significantly, remove the ability for states to conduct their elections so that it can be easier manipulated, easier controlled. This is a bad deal. And honestly, this is the one thing. America is is resilient. But this is one thing that if, if this law does get changed, I don't know that we do come back for it because it takes away the uh, the accuracy. It takes away the integrity of our ability to put elected officials in office. And how does it take away the integrity well if you just airdrop for example uh, millions of ballots all over the place to every address to every name you don't validate that there's people there you don't validate that uh, one name comes back more than once uh, then you you lose that integrity you don't have the check and balance you don't have the accountability within your election system and that's what this does it also allows what's called a ballot harvesting approach. And so a, a, a third party can be 
a, a campaign person or a candidate themselves can go out and collect these ballots and turn them in. Well, if they collect these ballots, who's to say that they're going to turn all of them in? Maybe they're just going to turn the ones in they think is, is for them or to their advantage. And so that's what I mean by integrity. If, if this is being pitched as a, a way to make it accessible for everybody, but uh, in, in essence, it's a way to loosen things so much you can't truly get an accurate count of what's coming in. Is there anything in the bills uh, that the Senate is talking about that could receive support from Republicans. I mean, it, it's a big bill, and and there's you know certain things that are saying there's no way that Republicans are going to vote for certain things. But the Mansion yesterday said that he really thinks that if they would piecemeal this together, that there are certain things that Democrats and Republicans would agree on. Um, do you agree with that? And if there are, you specifically, what's your opinion on some of the things that would receive support from Republicans and Democrats? In regard to the federalization, uh, voting federalization bill, I, uh, there's nothing in that that I can think of off the top of my head that I would support. Again, this, this guts the system as we know it. And, it. and when you start taking the state out of the picture, which this definitely does, then you lose me right there. Um, and, and frankly, I think you lose most, if not all, of my colleagues right there. Then the, all the other stuff, loosening of the rules, I, I just don't see it. There might be some ingredient uh, in there that, uh, that might be okay, but I can't identify it if there is. We're talking- uh, I know that Manchin – go ahead. Go ahead. I know that Manchin has made a, a similar comment about the Build Back Better, which is so-called Build Back Better, which is the multiple trillion-dollar spending thing. If you piecemeal that and put it together – then uh, there might be some things, and and you know honestly there is there there's some there's some infrastructure components that may be worthy of consideration, but it's uh, it's so far that bill is so far skewed towards social renewal, social change, and including uh, social things within an infrastructure pack infrastructure package that would need to be to get significant gutting as well. But that's not even to mention the amount of spending and the amount of debt right. that that would incur the American people. We're talking with Congressman Russ Fulcher from Washington D.C. today. We'll take a quick break. Get you caught up with uh, traffic when we come back. Uh, we'll talk about going to war with Russia. That's uh, coming up next here on News Talk KBY. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, talking again with uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher from Washington, D.C. this morning. Uh, Congressman, uh, yesterday, reliable U.S. intelligence uh, saw a report says that Russia preparing to invade the Ukraine capital. Are we going to war with Russia? Well, I don't know the direct answer, but I can tell you that uh, that is a very serious issue. And it seems so far away, and it seems like, uh, why should we care about this? But uh, you remember from our history that uh, there were a couple pretty significant uh, scuffles called World War One and World War Two that, that started in that general region, and it's not unlike what is building up there in in Russia and we have a we have a very aggressive leader of Russia Vladimir Putin 
who has demonstrated that he has an expansionist policy. That means he wants to take over surrounding nations. In my opinion, he wants to get the old Soviet Union band back together. And he's willing to do just about anything if he feels he can get away with it. And, you know, America has been the reason that uh, the European uh, venue and also the rest of the world, for that matter, has generally been at peace because we've got a presence there since World War II. There's a U.S. bases there. And there has been a resolve with American leadership not to allow uh, expansionist policies uh, of one country versus another. And uh, if America wanted to be expansionist, we could have been. We could take over Canada tomorrow. We could take over Mexico tomorrow. But that's not our policy. We truly have been a peacemaker there. And I believe that uh, Vladimir Putin sees a weakness and he is, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but he's probably going to move on it if our intelligence is correct. If it comes down to a vote, will you vote for a declaration of war if necessary? I would if necessary. I, we're not there yet, but um, uh, there's there's a lot of things that have to unfold. So, uh, you know, Chris and uh, Mike, I was I was physically on the uh, on that border in Ukraine uh, less than two years ago, and they had a massive buildup at that time. And myself and a few other members of Congress met with the leadership of Ukraine, and we got the lay of the land there. Uh, Ukraine is far from perfect. They've got incredible corruption, uh, and so and they were of course looking for support to uh, to join NATO and get help from America, and, and we do help them in many ways, but. Uh, you know, we can't just deliver cash because it'll it'll um, uh, it'll be misused. And but my point was that there was tremendous buildup by the Russians then. I mean, they've got a basically a military city on that border. But President Trump was very strong and very uh, uh, forceful, saying, "Don't you dare uh, expand here." And so uh, they haven't. But I believe, especially after yesterday's press conference, when the president wavered on this, when asked the same question you're asking me, basically, and he wavered. And uh, and that could be translated as a green light to Vladimir Putin. We got about 30 seconds here. So just one more quick question before we let you go. Um, say the intel does prove that it is true and they invade the Ukraine capital with nobody wants to go to war what can be done to you know help stop that aside from going to war somebody other than the u.s needs to be should be engaged there should be a nato uh our allies in on the european front uh should be engaged with this they should show a presence there are other forces other than ours i do believe there needs to be a, a a show of force uh, from NATO, not just the U.S., uh, that is on that continent and in that arena, and uh, just send a signal that we're not going to tolerate uh, a, a instable move that could send the whole European continent into conflict. Congressman Russ Fulcher, our time is up today. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes with you. Uh, we'll let you get back to work. Appreciate you uh, talking with us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you so much.